0: Welcome to the show of When You're Listening to the Skeleton Key Podcast. I'm your host, Kegan, and with me, as always, is... Keegan. And back again is my brother. What's going on? Tay, yep, here we go. Um, okay, everyone, you're probably wondering like, why we're talking fur trappers. Uh, this week's story involves a crazy-ass fucking fur trapper in 1930s Canada. Uh, Tay, before we start, this is essentially uh, like Rambo First Blood when well, he's going through movies. the woods. Yeah, this is this is Rambo First Blood. No, movie. I don't remember that movie. No, this that's is a, sad. You never seen Rambo? That is no, I've sad. seen
1: it. I just don't remember if it. You
0: can't re- if you've seen it, and haven't remember? That's even more sad. You have to remember Rambo, dude. No, nah, I really don't. This is essentially that, except it takes place in 1930s Canada against the RCMP, the Royal Canadian Mountain Police. Um, essentially, oh, we're in Canada. Yeah, we're in Canada. We're. Um, we're in very fucking cold ass Canada. I think
2: like we've damn near traveled the world at this point. We,
0: <laughs> not yet, well, actually, not yet. No, yeah, we did a lot no, of Australia. For not some reason, not Australia. until we get to like gu- like Guyana. It, it, that's like it. Like that's <laughs> when we will will have made it. Um, no, no. So this takes place in nineteen thirties Canada in cold ass Canada, like far northwest near Alaska. Like it's like on a it's in the Klondike. It's like negative forty, negative fifty degrees. The guy's name is Albert Johnson, and um, it's Canada's largest manhunt to date like i think in just terms of like length uh, because he he outran them for 48 days across like like half of like canada no not half it was like 150 miles and he he like went up the size of like cliff it was like an adrenaline it's an adrenaline field story and it's action-packed and i think you guys are really gonna dig it hell yeah yeah i think you guys are really gonna dig it okay so um with that let's begin it's called the mad trapper of rat river
1: it's got a nice little catch to it.
0: It takes place in a, it takes place on the Rat River in the Rat R- River Valley. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a, kind of a weird name. Our story this week takes us back to July 1931 in the Northwest Territory of Canada. More specifically, a settlement called Fort McPherson, where, where we find a mysterious man known only by the name of Albert Johnson floating down the Peel River by way of a hastily built homemade raft. And that is where our knowledge of Albert Johnson comes to a screeching fucking halt. Again, we don't know anything about him. That's all we do. Even today, to this day, with modern DNA, like just our techniques we have, we don't know who he was. We know nothing about him. The story is still unsolved.
1: Wait, so the settlement was there more than one person besides him? There, like, was there yeah, group?
0: yeah. It's yeah, it's like basically like the first town. It had um a, like a local trading post. It had um there's a post office. It's just like it was a basically they'd never been there before, so they sent out you know scouts like oh this makes a good place. Due to like you know the rivers that are by you know f- to be able to trade like with boats and bring in stuff. Oh, uh, okay. So they just found it and they just set up a small town there, kind of. Okay. Yeah. Um. But no, yeah. So just keep in mind from everything you're about to hear, we don't know why this man did any of it. <laughs> just keep that in mind. Fair enough. Well, what's it, Albert Johnson? Yeah, Albert Johnson, and we don't even know if that's his real fucking name. That's just the name you told the guy that you're like we're about to talk about at first. So, after docking his raft on a nearby beach, he headed straight in the direction of the settlement's trading post, and upon entering the doors of the trading post, he muscled his way through the shop goers and made his way up to the front desk where he was met by the head shopkeeper, Mr. Bill Douglas. Now, Douglas got a feel for the man almost immediately, and described him as having a medium-built frame, around 40 years of age, crooked posture, filthy, sunburnt, and ridden with insect bites. I do want to point out that he did come in floating on a raft, so how good do you want him to look? Fucking Bill! Wait, he came in floating in Canada. It was summertime. Oh, then okay. it was hot. I was gonna say, what the fuck? It's yeah, like, yeah, know he came ice? floating. Ice no, cube. yeah, he came floating down on a raft. Um, Douglas also noted that the man's effaceness to any questions that weren't in regard to buying supplies, and how the man seemed to stonewall against any question that regarded his personal life. So he comes in there. He's just all business. Just talk. He just wants to order his shit. And if every time like Bill asks him a question, I'm like, "Oh, where'd you come from?" or Oh, like just anything, you know. You just talk, shoot the shit with somebody. He would just look down. He wouldn't look up. He would just kind of just ignore you. It's really weird.
2: Very he, strange guy.
0: pretty strange. <laughs> yeah, he is. Oh, also, on want to point the fact. I don't know if um a, a quote from the guy from uh, Mr. Douglas about the guy was um a most unlikely material for marriage. He's just roasting. He just roasted the way <laughs> the guy looked, basically. <laughs> Uh, however, something else very strange about the man was how deep his pockets ran. Over the next ten days, the man who claimed to be Albert Johnson would spend fourteen hundred dollars at the trading post, the equivalent to twenty-five thousand six hundred and seventy-nine dollars in today's currency.
1: What the hell? man was
0: as rich as fuck. He, yeah, he spent twenty-five over twenty, almost twenty-six thousand dollars over ten days.
1: What the hell did he even buy? For <laughs> twenty-six thousand. What did he buy? He bought
0: um, like. Yeah, like he probably place. bought like I, uh, uh, you know, What's ammo. Had he, post back then. Yeah, he's at a trading post. He he was just buying shit like shovels and shit because he was um, You're gonna see he he has plans to go up the river. Oh. He's just buying like just a bunch of shit to prep to go up the river, basically. Douglas did get Johnson to tell him that he was a trapper, and after purchasing supplies to float down the Rat River, um, he was going to find a spot in the Rat River Valley to try his hand at trapping in the area. <laughs> Rat River, it's just insane. Um, so to Douglas, things about the man were off almost immediately. The man had said that he was a trapper, but most trappers like would send the money that they got like away almost immediately and not carry thousands of dollars on them. Um, that coupled with the question dodging and the abrasive behavior gave Douglas an uneasy feeling about the man, because he's just he has a bunch of cash. He says he's a trapper, but the things he's doing are not like what trappers do, and he's just not. He's not friendly. He's he's just too quiet. You know, it, it just a strange guy rolled into the fourth they'd never seen before. Yeah, spending twenty
2: six, well, ten grand, like
0: twenty six thousand yeah, dollars over now. ten days.
2: Yeah, fourteen hundred then.
0: Yeah, he he just comes in and he's just. They're like, well, "Who are you?" I mean, there's Why no are way you they hated? him.
2: they're making absolutely bank off
0: of him. Yeah, they're making a bunch of money, but like, still, like, just like what the, what the guy was saying just didn't add up. Like, he, you know, how you can just like talk to people and you just like have a feeling mm-hmm. that they like, they're bad in a way. Especially when they have that much money. Yeah, that uh, much power and they act that weird. Yeah, exactly. I- exactly. Yeah, that's true. scary. Yeah. So th- th- he just unsettles Bill. He just unsettles um, Mr. Douglas. So a couple of days would go by before Constable Edgar Millen of the RCMP, again, Royal Canadian Mountain Police, walks through the doors of the trading post looking to speak to Douglas. Constable Millen, known as Newt by his colleagues, was 29 years of age, tall and lean, and known for having a good attitude towards his job, as well as his vast knowledge of the local terrain. So he's a likable cop. People like like Constable Millen. They like him. Millen had gotten word from, like, the local natives that a stranger had wandered into town with lots of money and had a buttoned-up attitude about where he had acquired it. Besides that... Uh, the uh, there was like the obvious question of the like besides the obvious question of the money's origin. Douglas knew all too well that the rapids of the Rat River, as well as the harsh terrain of the Rat Valley, were far too dangerous for one man to attempt like going alone. So he decided to go tell the so he so Douglas decided to tell the constable of Johnson's plans and like where he was most likely going to be heading. Douglas then noted that to the constable that the man had just purchased a large canoe from one of the local natives, and after realizing that the man could easily mistake the nearby rivers for one another. He looked to Douglas and said, and I love this quote, quote, I better go talk to him. He doesn't know the rat. Unquote.
1: The (laughs) fuck? Yeah. yeah,
0: I just love how they refer to it as the rat. It just, it's just, I I hate rats, I guess. Every time I think about a rat, I just, I hate rats. So, like, I just think, see, like, this river is, like, like, just made of floating rats. Sick
1: motherfuckers like rats.
0: Sick motherfuckers do like rats. Uh, Although, if you have a rat and you listen to our show, or you do, are listening... We don't hate rats. We love rats. I love rats. You're a rat. <laughs> You're a fucking rat. <laughs> okay, so Constable Millen found Albert at the nearby docks, loading his, like his canoe like with his acquired supplies. And with a smile and a hello, Millen walked to Johnson and introduced himself to the smelly and mean-looking quiet man. After a second glance, Johnson shook his hand reluctantly before the constable asked the man if he... Could, if you needed any help with, like, with anything, you know. Um, Millen described Johnson as having a, f- <laughs> I love this description, a flat and slightly, like, scruffy, clean-shaven face. Um, he had ice blue, ice-like blue ocean eyes, facial expressions that looked like he was constantly trying to hold back an immense rage. And he spoke with a Swedish accent. So he's describing as, like, a broad, lemon-faced man, like, who just looks like he's pissed off and, like, he's just about to erupt, essentially. And this is Albert? Yeah, this is Mr. Johnson. Uh, again, Swedish accent. So there's, that's, wow. there's something there. What the fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah he has a Swedish accent. Um, <clears throat> Johnson told Milne that he was in a hurry and that he was just about to leave and head up the river. And the constable then asked Douglas if he planned on doing any trapping. And if so, he needed a license and that Milne was happy to write him a license then and there. Um, Albert told the constable that he wasn't sure if he'd be doing any trapping. Millen knew that this was a lie, because Douglas told him that, you know, like, that Albert had told Douglas he was going to, and then Douglas told the constable he was going to. So so now he gets well
2: sketched out about him.
0: So he's lying off the bat to a cop. Um, so, after asking the man, like, where he was going, Johnson replied with, like, the Rat River Valley. The Rat River Valley, God. And after Constable Millen suggested that Johnson should hire a guide, Johnson fucking snapped. Johnson screamed no at the top of his lungs at the officer, telling him how he didn't like people and how he liked to be alone. He screamed at Millen that police only ever hassled him and make his life hard, and because he and, and like they only like ever cause him trouble, and that the constable wouldn't have to worry about him because he was leaving and that he'd make up the Red River Valley all by himself. So he just erupted, like at this guy. He, I think it's one of those things where like he he just. Any anyone talking to him gets him mad. Mm -hmm. Just I don't know why. So I think Douglas talked to him enough to where he got fucking just mad as hell, asking you know asking all the questions. And then when Constable Millen asked that last one, he's like, "All right, yeah, pretty much." Millen he just simply like tipped his hat to him and then he walked away. And that was the last we'd hear about Albert Johnson for nearly half a year. He's a dick. Like he's a dick. The constable like just like, "Hey man, I want to make sure you don't go up the wrong fucking river." Uh, hey, you, you can be trapped and You need a license. I can write you one right here, right now. Um, hey, do you need help? He just trying to be helpful, and like just Johnson just fucking went off on him. I mean, the hell. He just is. He's hiding something.
2: Yeah, it's yeah. like he knew that they were like trying to figure out what he was doing, so it just pissed him off.
0: Yeah, he's he's hiding something. I don't know.
2: He knew they were on his
0: case. Yeah, I don't know what it was, but he's hiding something. He's not pushing pee. <laughs> No, he's not pushing P at all. Albert Johnson is not (laughs) P. Albert Johnson is not pushing P. Gunner did not write that song about him. So it was only five months later, just before Christmas Day, or like on Christmas Day actually, that a group of nomadic natives known as the Lusho arrived at the local office of the RCMP to speak to Constable Millen about a recent problem that they have been having regarding a certain Swedish-speaking man.
1: What were these so-called problems?
0: Well... (laughs) The natives claimed that a man named Albert Johnson had failed to make it up the Rat River by himself. Like, he <laughs> screamed at the officer that he would. So he didn't make it. He didn't make it. Uh, big shock. And he had since built a cabin near Rat, like, like near Rat Canyon, which took up residence on the, like, on the reserve trap line that the natives had already established there. The man then went on not only throwing the natives' traps away, but he'd also lay his own down. And when the natives attempted to speak to him, Johnson came out with a loaded rifle, pointing <laughs> the barrel at them and threatening to kill them. And, sure. the were, and the natives were asking Constable Millen to do something about the violent stranger. <laughs> this went south very quick. Yeah, so so like <laughs> the little bitch couldn't make it up the Rat River Valley by himself, like he said he could. Like he screamed at the cop that he could, he couldn't make it. And then he, and and then he goes to not only like put his like. Cabin, like on their trap line, but to throw their traps away and replace them with his own, and then when they just ask him, <laughs> and when they're nice and they just ask him to move, he points Comes a gun at a him. rifle. He points a gun at him. So this guy is such an asshole. Like seriously.
1: And we have no information on like his early life or
0: anything. Don't know anything. Yeah, you just don't know who we, do, asshole for no of what we know is no reason. His name could could be fucking um, George Harrison for all we know. I don't know. I don't know. Member of the Beatles, by the way. I'm pretty sure isn't George Harrison a member of the Beatles? You're all you're asking the wrong guy. I don't know either. No clue. Fair. I just know um. If, if you guys yellow know the, submarine. If you guys know the answer to that question, please <laughs> um, let us know. DM us. You heard that song? Yes, I heard that song when I was a child <laughs> in like elementary school. They have other songs other than the Yellow submarine. You know? No. They have. That's the only one I know. I want to hold your hand. That's one. I don't know any other songs by the Beatles though. Actually. Oh, come together, come together. That's come one.
1: Together.
0: Yeah, I don't really like the Beatles though. Right so, now. so Constable Millen dispatched two men to go and handle Johnson. RCMP Officer A.W. King and a native tracker hi- hired by the Mounties named Joe Bernard. The two men rode out to Johnson's campsite. The the day after Christmas, by way of dog sled, on an eighty mile, freezing cold trek to a place called Destruction City, so named due to the three hundred prospectors that died of scurvy in the valley during the gold rush.
1: It was scurvy, like a sickness or something.
0: Wait, you don't know what scurvy is? I've heard of it, but now I don't know. I- um, it's like when you don't eat enough vitamin C, you can like it, it, don't your gums like rot or something. I I I forget. I'll- yeah, like, yeah, look that up. I forget what scurvy does. It does something like with denotate. You know, no clue. I, mean, I know you I know used to fuck with pirates a lot back uh, in the day.
1: Scurvy, uh, yeah, that's how I know it's from like pirate shit. A disease caused by deficiency of vitamin C, so you're right there, characterized by swollen, bleeding gums and the opening of previously healed wounds, which particularly affected poorly nourished sailors in the
0: end of the 18th century. Jesus. So, yeah. F- yeah, fuck that. That's Sounds gross.
1: Sounds good. So you got fucking rotting gums?
0: So. <laughs> yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah, man. I mean, I, but that's why these like suck on lemons back in the day, like on pirate ships or on ships, I guess in general. That's
2: why I still do it to this day. Yeah, yeah
0: but you gotta be careful. man. <laughs> it could fuck your teeth up. Wait, <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. laughs> shut up. <laughs> wait, yeah. Wait, what the hell? I just realized what you said.
1: Why did Why didn't that happen to them? But it's not happening. Like, I understand but, it because we get vitamin C, but how did they not get vitamin C?
0: Uh, well, okay. It's so like pirates. Uh, dude, look at them. They live on a ship <laughs> in the middle of the ocean, like for their entire lives. And and, and, and like, when they boarded a boat, they just went there for gold and your possessions and to rape and pillage and all that and burn. So why would they want to p- care about taking a shower?
1: <laughs> True.
0: Exactly. Um, so after three days and almost 100 miles, the duo rounded a corner on the Rat River and scoped Johnson's cabin sitting about 30 meters off the frozen riverbank. So Officer King and Joe Bernard uh, told Joe Bernard to hang back with the dogs as he cautiously approached the fortified bunker-like structure. The cabin's fucking cool. Listen to this shit. King noted, like, the, during a walk around the cabin that it was a, about 9 by 10, about the size of a prison cell, I guess, but he, but he built it himself. It was only about 6 feet high, though, but was sunk around 4 feet deep, like or, or, like, what it looked like it was sunk about 4 feet deep into a gravel slab that it sat on. Damn, first off. Yeah, wow. Well, well because he had to do all that himself. He had to yeah. dig that himself. So he, it's... He, they th- he thinks, that which it, you're going to see it is, because they find out that it was sunk in the ground, but it, he didn't know that. He just said it looked like it was, because it, it was only about six feet high. So, unless the guy is sitting down, you're not going to be able to walk through there. Yeah. So, that's why King was like, maybe it's sunk into the ground, but this is g- solid gravel.
1: That's pretty damn cool, though.
0: It is cool. Oh, no, we're, yeah, not, we're not done yet.
1: It's wild. Wait, so, might get into it, but is it just one story, like just one floor?
0: G- there's, this cabin's full of surprises.
1: Oh, g- you're you're
0: going to find out. Um, so... Um, oh, and also, um, it also had, like, um, the sod that layered the roof had become concrete-like with hardness due to the cold, and each corner of the cabin had holes bored through them to be used as gun ports. So he's got holes in in, in there so he can put his gun barrel through the walls and shoot at people on the outside. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, my gosh. It was like a fortified bunker. He had he dug into into gravel for it. Like, we find <laughs> out that he did because they see the inside of it at one point. It, it, which is weird, since it takes away from the warmth, because you know you're, the ground's cold. Yeah. Um. He, he had sod stuffed through the logs and on the roof, like, like, like I said, like on the roof, it was solid. Well, he the sod he stuffed it, like in the walls, I mean, it's like solid too. And the gun ports. like, who the fuck was this guy?
1: Well, I find out how he spent twenty six thousand dollars. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: Um. So. Do so office- I- do what? Sorry. <laughs> so Officer King knocked several times, but with no answer. But with smoke pouring through the cabin stove, he knew that someone was most likely home. And after peering through the window, he saw the shadow of a man standing a few feet away from the window, motionless. And, and, after, <laughs> and, after, like, and after asking Johnson to come outside, because he could physically see him,
1: <laughs>
0: uh, Johnson had not answered back at all. He didn't answer. Johnson just didn't answer, even though King, King could see him. King was very frustrated, and rightfully so. The fact that Johnson had not answered meant that he would have to travel 160 miles there and back to a place called Aklavik to to obtain a search warrant from the from like the district chief. Shit. So he'd so already been—,
1: been so They just hiked this shit? Dog sled. Oh.
0: Dog sled. So it's a three-day trip there, 80 miles. So now he has to go—he's pissed because he has to go back and then 80 back miles, again. three days, get a search warrant, and then, and then go yeah. back to him now. Damn. Six days, 160 miles, around that, and so yeah, he's wow. pissed. He's pissed off because he still has to do his job. I would just dog. kick that
1: shit down right then and there.
0: He couldn't. He, they were trying to do it legally still because he hadn't done anything wrong necessarily yet. Well, he had, but like <laughs> nothing. Like he had. Yeah,
1: he's starting to shoot people.
0: That's why I said he had, but like he hadn't done anything. He's got cl- holes in his house with his gun bro through, but he's done nothing wrong. Okay, <laughs> yes, he, he basically made he, he he made a fortress. He did. And, and, and King knows that. So after obtaining the search warrant, King arrived back at Albert's cabin on December 31st, accompanied by Bernard, yep, as well as two extra officers, constable R.G. McDowell and a contracted native deputy named, and I love this guy's name, Lazarus Sicilius. C- Lazarus Sicilius. There it is. It's one hell of a name. Just let it roll off your tongue, boys. <laughs> Lazarus. One hell of a
1: name. Lazarus. Where's this guy from?
0: This guy, he's a native in Canada. And his name's Lazarus? La- Lazarus. Lazarus? Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's cool as shit. I'm gonna name my kid Lazarus. <laughs> <laughs> Lazarus kid? Key. Wait, you're gonna have a kid? No, <laughs> no, right now, no. <laughs> Lazarus, yeah, hey, Lazarus Schaller.
2: Son, you're named after a Wait. serial killer story that I did. Are yeah.
1: You...
0: He's <laughs> not <laughs> a serial killer. <laughs> it's actually a pretty cool story, but yeah.
1: So Tate's gonna be an uncle?
0: Not anytime soon. Not anytime soon at all.
1: That he wants to be an uncle really bad.
0: Yeah, hey, that's why my mom wants kids, and she's not getting them either, or sorry, grandkids. She's not getting them either. So, um... however, the group was somewhat in like a bit of a hurry um, to be done with the whole deal, as the RCP Christmas party was being held a couple of days later, and the group was in a rush to get back for it. I do like how the first, like the only thing on this on these cops' mind is like the Christmas party, is their company Christmas party, even though like they're there to do a search warrant.
1: And They're thinking that. Talking about a Christmas party,
0: yeah, yeah. Like no, no. Like they have one to get back to, like three days, and they're like, so they're going like, like, well, let's get this over with. We got to make it back in time for the company Christmas party at the Trading Post. Well,
1: I'd, I'd be pissed if I missed the company's Christmas party for that too.
0: I'd be pissed off too, especially if I had to go, <laughs> go there and back to do. I would. Yeah, never mind. They're right to be mad. They're mad. Yeah, they're right to be mad. Um. So after they pulled up to the riverbed, King ordered everyone to assume their positions as. He approached the cabin door, because he'd seen the cabin. That's the whole reason they got extra guys sent. Because I'm not even going to call it a cabin. It's a fortress. It is a fortress. It's it is, a cabin. It is a fortress. It really is. It, <laughs> again, it gets crazier later when, when they get inside of it and see what it looks like. Um, because, anyway, it's like after he told the sergeant like what it looked like, he was like, okay, I'll send you a couple guys. So they're taking it kind of seriously. Um, so King approaches the door, um, and he asks Albert to come outside with no response. Um, and after a few more times of banging on the door with no answer, King heard movement inside, and so he pushed himself up against the door, exclaiming that he had a search warrant, and that he began to slowly nudge against the door. So he's just trying to like, you know, he's like, "Hey, are you in there? Are you in there? I I hear you in there. Mm-hmm. I have a search warrant. I I, I don't want to have to like break yeah, the door down. Open
2: the door. Or I don't.
0: I don't want to try to break the door down. Yeah. Um. So after hearing no reply, King knocked his shoulder into the door and. That's when the shots rang out. okay. King was hurled to the ground as a bullet shattered through the door and hit him directly in the chest. Oh. Constable McDowell immediately Whoa. returned fire at Johnson, drawing attention away from King as he crawled to a nearby bush before being helped down to the sleds by Lazarus. So King, so King got shot in the heart.
1: He was just letting that uh, shit ring? Not in the
0: heart, shot in the chest.
1: Hmm? So he just started letting the shit ring?
0: Yeah, he just, because King was, because he was knocking on it. He was saying, hey, I have a search warrant. He's trying to, you know, open the door up. And then he he just basically like says, "I'm coming in." And he starts he shoulder he he hits the door one time with his shoulder really hard, and then all and then all of a sudden Albert shoots through the door, with a with a thirty thirty rifle. So yeah, so now we got shots going off. Um, after returning to the, after returning to to the sled teams, the guys the group realized that the bullet had shattered through King's ribs and that he wouldn't make it long if they didn't hurry. Opting to save their friend, the group decided to abandon the gunfight with Johnson and and to return once King was taken care of. And with that, the group began their three-day, eighty-mile trek back to the nearest fort in forty-five-degree weather during a blizzard. With the guy that got shot in the chest, yeah,
1: this guy survived.
0: But against all odds, King survived after making it back to the fort in in a record twenty-four hours, thanks to the fucking. He got
1: shot in the chest. It's supposed to be
0: three days. days. It was twenty-four hours. Twenty-four hours. Yeah. The yeah, dogs were a the Sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, no, yeah, it was 24 hours. Holy shit, yeah, it was. The bullet had missed his heart by only one inch. Oh, my damn! Gosh. And call it luck or call it toughness, but he made a full recovery. And now the group wanted revenge, and they all vowed to bring Johnson Doesn't back it, dead or alive. Now he wants to go back there and just shoot
2: him. Yeah. They do.
0: Well, they still have to try to bring him in, but they don't care if they kill him.
2: No, yeah, at this point, just, they just need one of those because, poison.
0: Because he survived, so like, and, and they... I, I want to point out real quick, guys. For men used, to, men were so much tough. Like men, have, like, it's, like some people are so much tougher than me. Like I would not be able to do that. Negative fifty degrees during a blizzard, cutting yeah. the trip over over like halfway, and surviving <laughs> getting shot in the chest by a rifle.
1: And then you wanted to go back?
0: Oh no, King doesn't go back. He's out of the story now. But, awesome. Oh, the group, yeah, yeah but like the group's yeah, going yeah. back, yeah, but they're going back with more people and a and lot of it. and a lot more and a lot of hatred too and a lot of firepower. Yeah. You're gonna see.
1: They have a crank minigun.
0: No, they don't have a crank minigun. <laughs> no, <laughs> no! <laughs> they pull <This> up on <laughs> the dog sled with the crank minigun. Dude, imagine the the dog, dog sled. sleds
1: pulling the crank minigun. <laughs> yeah, they just gotta <laughs> roll up there and mow that shit down. That's what's called the old time drive by right there. Yeah. Honestly, that I wonder if they ever tried something like that. <laughs> the old
2: time drive hey, would work. The dogs running through, and somebody cranking the gun <laughs> <laughs> on like a smaller sled in the back, just flipping them off. See you later, fuckers! As you're just cranking the gun,
0: <laughs> the dogs are running like ten mile an hour, and slowly going. Yeah, away. and they're weighed down by the gun and the bullets. <laughs> oh my god, that would be fucking funny. Um, so now inspect. <laughs> now Inspector Ames picked the assault team. Like. Like, oh, sorry, we need to redo that. Now, Inspector Ames picked the assault team with relative ease. He chose our boys from the first group, McDowell, um, Lazarus, and Bernard, as well as three trappers named Ernest Sutherland. And I'm not, I'm not kidding, these are names Ernest Sutherland, Carl Gardland, and Nud Lang. The hell? Yep. Who had cruised into town for a New Year's Eve party. So you got three drunken trappers. <laughs> Just helping out now. Because they came there for a party, so it's like, hey, we need three trappers. But here's the reason why they got the three trappers. It, 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 I'm, no shit. Um, officials chose the trappers for their bushcraft, knowledge of the mountains, and the fact that they had hoped that they would be able to reason with Johnson since he was a trapper as well. So they're going like, well, this guy obviously doesn't like cops because he shot one of them. Maybe he says he's a trapper. Maybe you guys talking to him, can get. maybe you can talk to him easier than we can. I don't know why they thought that would matter. Mm, one of them is yeah, the okay. brothers to a really good boxer. Who? Ned Lang. Ned – you mean N- Ned Lang? Yeah. Who? His brother? Yeah. Clever Lang? From from Rocky <laughs> Three. Cle- Mr. T, you mean Mr. T from Rocky <laughs> Three. Thanks for bringing that – well, I'm really glad I'm your you, – you, you know how you know how I'm your brother because you know all these 80s movies that the, the other people your age just would not fucking know. Like, Kiggs, did you know who Clever Lang was? No. Exactly. What? I thought everybody knew Ta- topic, but It's, it's man. Take, ta- oh, yeah. Hey, Keeks, do you, do you know a movie called Commando? Yes. Arnold Schwarzenegger? Yes. Really? Really? I never watched it, but I've heard of it. Okay, I'm actually kind of surprised. I'm, three- not,
1: I'm not a movie fanatic like you.
0: I guarantee to three Jean Claude Van Damme movies you've never seen, though. If anyone even knows who that is anymore,
1: I don't. I've heard the name, but I can't picture him or anything. Fucking loser.
0: <laughs> uh, no, so. Um, I'm cultured. No, you uncultured swine! I love saying that. Um, Inspector Ames also joined the posse himself. Like, he completed that. So, um, Inspector Ames and okay, yeah. And with that, the nine men headed out with over forty sled dogs, a couple hundred rounds of ammunition, and fifty pounds of dynamite in order to possibly blow the bunker-like structure to hell if need be. <laughs> Damn! <bro. laughs> They're bringing dynamite. The dynamite. They're bringing dynamite. Well, because because they know they 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 noted like. It's, like, thick. It, it could be thicker on the inside because it, 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 they're assuming it's reinforced because of, like, the way it's built.
1: They're really raiding this shit, huh?
0: Yeah, they do. Oh, dude, they use that dynamite in some funny-ass fucking ways. We're going <laughs> to get into
1: it. Need some satchels and C4s. No,
0: they can't fucking equip from their pack, keys. This is 1930s Klondike. Um, okay, Yep. Yeah, so the team decided to go, Tate, um, <laughs> you're gonna love this part, the team decided to go by way of the woods, since the high point of Johnson's cabin sat on, like, what, like, that, like, his cabin sat on, would we'll give him a clear view of them coming, so Ames decided to hire a tracker to lead them to the cabin site, um, after leaving five days prior, they found the tracker, and had they found that the, the tracker they'd hired had accidentally led them in the wrong direction, <laughs> adding an, an additional two days to their <laughs> trek. <laughs> so so the group turned around and tripped for two more days before they finally sighted the cabin. After approaching the cabin, the men got into position as Inspector Ames yelled out for Johnson that they had him outnumbered 3-1 to one and that there was no serious charge brought to him since Constable King had not died and that he was to come out with his hands up and surrender.
1: I'm assuming he didn't do that?
0: That's not what happened. No, <laughs> that's not what happened. Johnson, however, replied with gunshots. A firefight broke out as Johnson began firing shot after shot for from the cabin's rifle ports, causing the police to have to drop down and get to cover. With the <laughs> While the group returned fire, two officers managed to make it to the door and try to pry it open, but they were met with gunfire, causing them to fall back. Uh, when they, they returned... They pushed out of the door? They Because there was nine of them, so five guys were shooting at... Or sorry, six... No, God, I can't... I suck at math today. <laughs> Seven guys were shooting at Johnson, while two of them ran up the door to try to get inside. They are trying to pry it open, and then he shoots through the door, so they run back. Yeah, well, again, you know, they had so many people shooting at it that they thought they could probably do it. Um, when they returned, they informed Inspector Ames. Eames? I think it's Eames or Ames. I've been saying Ames, I think it's Eames. In Spanish, i say Eames. Inspector Eames, um, that the cabin was, like, when they looked at... when they, like, saw inside of it, when they were prying it open, um, that it was dug about four feet into the earth, but had an, and it also had an extra layer of logs inside, making the cabin essentially bulletproof. So it has an extra row of lo- walled logs inside of it, and... It is sunk four feet into the ground. That's yeah. why it's only six feet because it's actually Shit. ten feet all This man was
1: ready for World War Three.
0: He was ready for this scenario. Yeah, he could have taken on the army by himself. He's <laughs> taking on nine guys by himself right now. He's holding off nine men, nine RCMP, a, a group of RCMP and trappers and natives. Because I'm assuming that I'm assuming that the, the scout that like um that, that like they hired <laughs> had had to help out like had to yeah. help shoot because he's there. I mean, he has to take him back. After I mean, what he did, they should have sent him in first. So. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Hey, ass- yeah hey asshole you fucking got us lost for two days yeah, this is what you get dickhead run to the door <laughs> yeah, seriously you go go see if i'll answer you
1: <laughs> so the deferred the, the other trappers uh did not work with them
0: no 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 it didn't work he, he didn't give a shit he didn't give a shit they were trappers i don't think it mattered to him
1: that's not very reasonable
0: no not re- no not reasonable at all not reasonable at all Keeks. um And again, I, I want to, for this next part. I want to say this was nineteen thirties. Things were safe back then. After letting the dynamite thaw out by the group's campfire, <laughs> is that safe?
1: For, they have dynamite by a fire. They oven. had to thaw. <laughs> they they
0: had to let it warm up by the fire. <laughs> I, I I'm assuming it was See, just, that's it something
1: was, he would do with dynamite. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's
1: something he would do. It was
0: cold. Was it was true. negative fifty degrees. It wouldn't light if it was. So they, they were letting it thaw out by the fire
1: to to warm just, it up. Just no one watching it is letting that shit. Sit there.
0: I hope someone was watching it. <laughs> I hope you got fifty pounds of dynamite by a campfire. <laughs> I would have laughed so hard if That <laughs> shit would have caught fire. <laughs> Dude, like said, cops. This kind of shit happens throughout history with cops uh, where they bumble shit and like they almost blew them. They blew the campsite up. They could have. It was that close. Um. They tried multiple attempts at throwing the sticks in or like at the cabin, um, but it was like little to no effect, or like at least what they could see in the dark because it was nighttime at this point. So they're throwing, so they're throwing dynamite at his <laughs> cabin in the dark. <laughs> I just realized that they're just
1: free throwing that. <laughs> shit. They're
0: throwing dynamite at, like at a cabin in the dark because they can't get near him because he, he's they know he's watching them. Yeah. So they're just throwing fucking sticks of dynamite. I remember there was there was one story um, because they threw it like at it or near, it, they threw it on the roof. They managed to get one guy up on top of the cat because, like, I think it was um, eight of them all fired at Johnson trying to draw his attention and then one guy managed to, like, run, or, like, around and make it to the top of the cabin and he dropped a stick of dynamite down, like, like, like the, Jimmy. um... Yeah, down the chimney or whatever. Um, or, like, down, like, it was something in there but, anyways, there was a hole in the roof from where, like, they had thrown a stick on top of the roof earlier and he saw Johnson down there. He, he saw him down there shooting back at him and then Johnson somehow saw him and then fucking did this like sick army roll thing. He like dropped his rifle when he rolled, and then pulled up a handgun and fired it. So he's skilled. So this Albert Johnson is, is skilled.
2: He's skilled. He is Rambo. He
0: is this. He is Rambo. That's he is Rambo. Actually, he is Rambo. He's John Rambo. He is. That's badass. It's it's fucking cool. But the guy survived, and he this he and he dropped a stick of dynamite down in there, and it blew up the inside of the cabin. Oh shit! And he survived it. You're gonna see how he survived it. Once they go back to the cabin, because they have to go away a third time to get more supplies <laughs> and then come back, and that's where it gets hard, because then they have to track him on foot. He's not he wasn't stupid enough to be back at the cabin the third time, thank God, but they had to track him on foot after this. Anyways, the team pitched tents and stayed up watching the cabin all night, and many attempts like were made to get the drop on Albert, but he was a major threat with a gun, like to know of, like like he was a huge threat with a gun. At one point during the night, one of them tried surprising Johnson with a with the stun from a flashlight, you know, like just turning it on, to, like getting close, getting somewhat close and flashing him. Yeah. With flashlight. Um, but, God damn it. But like when he tried stunning with a flashlight, he had the flashlight shot from his hand by Johnson like the second he turned it on. So like the second he turned on his flashlight, it got shot out of his fucking hand. Damn. This guy's a good shot, man. Um,
1: He's a sharpshooter.
0: He, that's a theory you're gonna see like in the mm-hmm. end like people like think he might have been a sharpshooter or like a sniper um Ames decided that after seeing the tired and gaunt faces of his men and along with their frostbitten hands and dwindling food rations that they would have to return to fort mcpherson to restock and rest or to sorry um a clavic to restock and rest it's been a-, a firefight for a day and a half in negative 50 degree weather again keep in mind it is negative 50 this entire time in the story <laughs> and these guys are doing all of this shit after traveling back to Klavik for rest and supplies, Ames also pe- picked up two additional men, dual native military sergeants Frank Riddle and F. H. Hersey. Arrived at the camp armed with homemade explosives and gas bombs, which just consisted of sulfur and gunpowder poured into <laughs> poured and mixed into beer bottles. So these guys show up with like homemade explosives, just in beer bottles. Molotov cocktail. Yeah, essentially, but <laughs> Can't it's just go wrong with them. It's straight up sulfur and gunpowder. They're smoke bombs, what? like gas bombs. Um, it was also this point that, like, word of the RCMP's embarrassing defeat at, and losing battle against a one-man guerrilla-style army was broadcast across the airwaves and in newspapers. And pretty soon, Albert Johnson was dubbed the Mad Trapper of Rat River. He became, like, a folk legend, in a way. Like, a lone mountain man single-handedly holding off the police with tactical ferocity. People kind of started to root for him a, a little bit. Because, again, technically, he hadn't killed anyone yet. They weren't really rooting for him, but, like, people, like, thought he was kind of like a legend in a way. You know? <laughs> they kind thought he, of, they thought he was a legend for shooting at cops. <laughs> kind of like like a lot of uh, like homemade like personal radio stations that people had like would talk about the guy like in like a positive light in a way.
1: What the hell? How?
0: Because they just talked about like, they talked about like his fucking cabin and they talked about like you know how he was able to hold off cops for multiple days by himself. I mean, it's cool and skilled and all of it. I know. I'm not, I'm not saying it's, he was a good guy. And again, we don't know what he fucking did to get, to get the money that he had or anything yeah. or where he was hiding. So he, he could have been a, he, he he could have I, he could have been a killer or he could have been, you know, a rapist. He could have been a fucking shameless or he could have been a whatever. We don't know. But we're going to find it. We're going to like maybe piece it together by the end. Constable Mellon and one of the trappers returned to the cabin before everyone else and after making their way back to the cabin, they moved like through the door and looked inside with pure awe. And here's why he survived the um, grenades. or the dynamite. There were several bunkers dug into the floor with a series of holes bored through the gravel in order to be used as gun ports so that's that's what it was he 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 didn't just like bore through like the cabin he was he bored through like where it was sunk into the ground kind of in a way like to be so like he had like like he was in a bunker the entire time okay he was like in a small bunker in like in the bottom of the cabin so he got down in there when they threw the dynamite down yeah so he got down there when he threw, like when they threw the dynamite and that protected him Damn, yeah, he's smart, man. He's smart.
1: um I didn't know if I'd have the reaction time to do that if someone threw a damn stick of se- dynamite. No, seriously.
0: Oh, and and each one had a sm- had like a small personal fireplace in the back of it, like it with it with the fire pointed towards the wall to reflect the heat throughout the entire like little like there was like six little bunkers for him to sit down into. The hell. Yeah, this guy. I don't know what he was doing. Like he yeah, he, but- he built that thing to last. Like he wasn't going to go anywhere. I don't. Th- I don't know. Maybe he was. Maybe he was going to stay there and trap. And he just. I don't know. I don't know. None of us know. No, he did it right. He did. That's one thing we do know. He did. Yeah. Uh, but but aside from the empty, from like some empty bowls and hundreds of, hundreds of empty shells, uh, there was no sign of Albert Johnson. So he so he's off. He he didn't stay again. He didn't stay. He knew the cabin's fucking destroyed. I can't stay here much longer. It's only a matter of time before they get in. So I have to try my luck. Literally, just trying to run. Just trying to run. Wow, so this guy's going off on foot,
1: and Lord knows was, I'm assuming there's snow there.
0: It's negative fifty. They're in. A, they, they're, they rode through a blizzard to well, save King. Well,
1: like how much snow
0: you think? A ton, ton snow over drifts foot, higher than you can even see. Yeah, over foot. So this man's just running through that much snow. He's yeah. He has so many snowshoes, but he's fucking going. In the end, he goes 150 miles on foot.
1: How the, the fuck did he not
0: die? <laughs> <laughs> you, should the fuck you not die when he had nine people coming after
2: him he by himself exactly this guy's not true animal
0: exactly he is really, he's that's, that's what I'm saying this guy is something else altogether I don't even he's maybe, superhuman
1: maybe he is pushing p
0: this guy I oh no, this guy definitely is pushing, guy, no this guy earlier, Albert Johnson is p Albert <laughs> Johnson is pushing p he is this man is pushing p now at this point I don't really
1: know <laughs> what that means but me
0: neither me neither um so a couple of days later Eames and the group arrived and immediately judged by like the weather and the amount of gear that he would have to be carrying, and the fact that he didn't have any dogs to carry it for him meant that Johnson could not have gotten far. Because keep in mind, he doesn't have a sled dog team or anything; he's carrying everything <laughs> by hand. Wait, what? All, what did he take? He just he had
2: obviously guns and he had two rifles. He had no type of like sled that he carried by like
0: nope. just dragged behind nope. him. No giant like, ass backpack that he that he uses. As a shield, in the end, we're gonna find out. But a huge ass backpack, oh. two rifles, a shotgun, and a pistol. So he just had a backpack ready to go. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. You know, this guy's prepared. Damn, he's prepared. He knows what he's doing. Um. Yeah. So he's carrying, but they knew he couldn't get far, like I said, because of all the shit that he had. Um. Albert Johnson was out there somewhere, hiding in the valley, and they had to find him, like in one way or another. Um, after four days of searching, Investigator Ames took the majority of the men back to rest and restock, leaving Constable uh, McMillan in charge with the th- um, with three men. The two trappers, Carl Gardland um, and... Wait. Oh, yeah, Carl Gardland and Nud Lang and the sergeant, Frank Riddle. So those three guys, Constable McMillan. Um, along the way, they did find evidence of Johnson, though, and after, like, after finding several, like, dead caribous, they knew, like, they are on the right track. So, they're tracking him, and they're finding dead caribous. He's, he's eating for food. So, they're finding dead caribous, and they're like, okay, this thing's been shot. You know, like, a native would have taken the whole thing back. We know it's not a native. Yeah. It's, it's got to so be Johnson. So, he
1: just gutted it and left the rest He of gutted it,
0: took what he could, and then left. Yeah. So, yeah. And part of me wonders if he was eating some of these things raw, like, some of the meat raw. Because, see, they said that he, tre- he didn't do campfires that as often as – he did do campfires – but sometimes, like they wouldn't, he wouldn't do campfires, like for fear of being seen. While they're following his footprints, that they would um sometimes come across footprints going the exact same direction, but in the opposite direction. He's, it was clear he's
1: throwing him off on purpose. It was
0: clear to investigators that in order to fool them, Johnson had been backtracking multiple directions, but somehow leaving none to where he was actually going. This man knows hell. This man is pushing P. He is. He I, again. Is so where smart. did he get this knowledge?
2: Yeah. It's like That's some Navy SEAL shit.
0: Where did he get the knowledge?
2: This dude is beyond smart. Was he
0: like a Swedish super soldier or some shit? Uh, <gasps> dude, a super soldier Swede. That's a cool movie I'd watch. He ha- he might have been dude. He might have been like a government tra- like training like. Sounds just, like it. Like, he did something. Like, dude, you can't just do this shit. You're gonna see. <laughs> Actually, I'm not gonna tell you. I'll I'll just get to it. Um. So, on the night of January twenty eighth. Because again, keep in mind they first went out to him Christmas Day. It's January twenty eighth now, so and he's not even done like fucking with him yet. Um, on the night of January twenty eighth, the team uh, the team um, noticed a slight glow in the far distance and trekked towards it. And after making their way close enough to be lowered to like to be like lower to the ground, the um, the army crawled to a nearby hill and looked down because like they're above him, kind of they're above slightly. And there, they saw a single man alone attending a fire. It was Johnson. Oh, they shit. got close to him. Yeah, they they got there. Um, the men had a perfect shot, but they didn't. They didn't want to get in trouble, like by accidentally killing him, because again, he hadn't done anything technically wrong yet. He, he hadn't killed me once, so they technically have to try to bring him in alive if they can.
1: <sighs>
0: yeah. So, wait, this man is out here shooting at him. He's shooting at him. Yeah, but. If Maybe they can catch him by the surprise, chest. they technically have to because he hasn't killed anyone yet that they know of. He fucking shot someone in the chest, though. These are Canadians, Keeks. Keep that in mind. I guess they are. They're way nicer. Super than, nice. Yeah, they're way nicer. Here, here, like we would have shot him even, even if he had surrendered and just like covered it up and lied. <laughs> shoot, fire. <by our laughs> yeah, seriously. And they'd be like, he a gun. <laughs> He's holding up his hands. They're yeah. in the air. Shoot, <laughs> shoot, yep, yeah, shoot. It's like it's like no one was here. We'll just we'll just change the story. He's defenseless. Hurry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Happens a lot though. Like someone has a gun, then they're obviously gonna get shot.
0: I, again, I, I fi- here in America we probably would have Canadians
1: shot. do it different. I guess. Uh,
0: I no, I'm, I'm not kidding. I really, I really think it's because they were Canadian that he, they didn't just try to kill him. Really, because yeah, yeah. they're too nice. So the next day they returned and looked down the hill, and the, but they didn't see Albert. So they figured he was sleeping because he. They I guess they caught him. He was guard was down a bit. He thought that he was way ahead of them.
1: Oh. This man definitely sleeps with one eye open.
0: You're gonna see he does. He does. And guys, this is this is gonna be a good part. They slowly approached him, but it was at fifty yards away that one of the officers made a large noise, causing Johnson to flip backwards (laughs) to to flip backwards (laughs) behind behind a system of thick tree roots covered in gravel. Johnson was behind his second impenetrable wall, and he wasn't going quietly. It was a thick tree root system of, like, these giant trees. It was huge. It was, like, this tall. It was a wall. It was about this tall. Straight up, thick, huge, covered in gravel. He covered them in rock, so they're even harder to, like, shoot through. And then he flips up jump, and jumps behind it and, and like, puts his – and gets his rifle at ready. This guy, he slips one eye open. You are not wrong, Keigs. After a brief firefight and with no, like, sounds or signs of activity from Johnson's end, the officers thought that they had shot him. And after cautiously getting up and walking like, slowly towards the root wall, they were sure they had got him like, gunned down. Sergeant Riddle had a bad feeling from the start, and after scamming, scanning the root system, he noticed a long silver barrel reflecting from the snow and pointing at them. Riddle yelled to duck down as Johnson fired at the men, hitting Riddle, who was hiding behind a tree. After Constable McMillan engaged in a brief shootout with Johnson to cover Riddle, he was shot twice before spinning around and falling to the ground, dying then and there in the snow. They sat. They sat there like back, really far away from Albert's barricade, where they could hear him like cough at nighttime, and like. So basically, yeah, Millen's dead. How How is nine people not hitting this guy <laughs> and he's just picking them away? I don't. That's the, that's the problem with this story. It doesn't. It's so crazy.
1: Want, that has to be the worst These people have to be blind
0: They're the RCMP They're supposed to be the best
1: Nine guns firing Nine bullets Every time they fire How is Well we know at least two of them Are Helen Keller and Stevie Wander
0: so <laughs> you know, I mean Like literally This guy is he, he He builds these He finds a spot where he, it, That's a good Cause you know he maps it out. Like he looks at like All the places where he Like they could, people could come from And then he finds this root wall And he goes This is thick Like Tree This is a thick tree root Basically I can cover this with gravel, and then if they come, like, from this direction, I can just be at the ready and jump backwards into it if I need to be. Yeah, these, you know what I just realized? These cops, these RCMP officers, they are the fucking, they are the troopers from Star Wars. They're the (laughs) stormtroopers. They can't hit anybody with their guns. (laughs) They can't. They have a broadside of a barn, it sounds like. But, yeah, anyway, so, like, they had to retreat, like, and, and go back, and they set up their own camp like, not that far away from where Albert was, and they couldn't get King's, and they couldn't get his body. They couldn't get McMillan's body. And they just kind of, like, they were closer to, like, where they could hear Albert, like, coughing at nighttime. So, yeah. Um, after sending back for help, Inspector Ames returned with ten men strong, this time with a pilot named W.R. May. Now, this meant that they would be, like, able to, like, stay out there longer because he could go back and forth for supplies for them, so they would have to keep leaving. And also, he could scout out and, like like, look for Albert in the sky. Oh, so he was in a helicopter. He's in a plane. They didn't have oh, helicopters. But no. Nineteen. No, they didn't have helicopters. in Nineteen thirty.
1: Did they? No. I have no no scrap helis or anything. No, anymore. they
0: didn't. There's no way they had. God, I think I'm such a history nerd, and I don't even know that. That pisses me off. They probably bought it for scrap at the uh, trademark. <laughs> the oh, trading yeah. post. Trading post. Yeah. <laughs> they they might have. Um, but no this this guy That's like a low he grade. this guy like flew during war... this guy like flew during World War II. Like he was a, like an actual good pilot. Um, and he was it was. His job to like look for Albert during the day, go back and get supplies for him whenever they needed him.
1: Wait, why didn't he just drop bombs on him?
0: Because they have to try to break. Bring... Well, actually, no. Now they so can definitely kill. him. Done, shot, no, he... killed no, no. Someone. Yeah, he. Yeah, I forgot. He did kill. He did kill McMillan. <laughs> he did. The Hiroshima 2.0. Yeah, but you're gonna see. They still try. There are many points where they come in contact with him, where they still cease fire and detect. Inspector Ames asks for his surrender. Still.
1: I don't think this man's gonna surrender.
0: <laughs> I don't know why they don't want to kill him. Literally, um, so when they arrived, they found that Albert had slipped away from the barricade at some point during the night, and then the, they were back to square one with tracking him. And after tracking him for four days, they found that he was still doing the same old backtracking as before, but this time he was also putting on his his snowshoes on backwards as to ensure that the police like as to like confuse him even more. So he puts them on backwards and then walks forwards, and then puts them on backwards and then walks like he just keeps walking different directions with his snowshoes on different directions trying to like so they can't find him. <laughs> I'm just this guy, he, yep, he's he is pushing people is. Um, so on February 14th, uh the plane spotted where Johnson had climbed a high spur, I don't know what that is, before going down the side of it, it of the mountain and crossing through a pass. The pilot knew it. The pilot knew it well. Johnson was heading for Alaska. He's trying to leave Canada and hike out to Alaska.
1: Crossing the border.
0: On foot. In 50 degree weather. F- negative 50 degree weather. I said 50. <laughs> yeah. That sounds kind of pleasant, doesn't it? Like a nice hike. Um, so, the group was certain that like, there was no fucking way Johnson like, was going to be able to make it by himself. He was one man carrying a heavy backpack without a dog team. And he had to find his own food while he was like doing this. Like, keep in mind, he has to hunt for his own meals every day.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And so they're going like, This guy there's no way he could do it. He's just one person. Like well, before they said that about many things, Yeah, he's proven us wrong yeah. and everything. That's that's yeah. So he's, far
1: he's survived dynamite.
0: <laughs> survived negative fifty degrees.
1: Times. Yeah. Nine people shooting at him. Three
0: different altercations, firefights with the cops. Yeah.
1: What what more can this man not do? is the question,
0: by the time we stop underestimating this guy. He yeah. goes out he goes out fucking with a bang. Um, he goes off a huge bang. Um, so, however, that if that evening, that evening that they found that, and then they're like, "Oh, there's no way he can do it." Like th- that fucking evening, an officer came by dog sleigh with a letter from the natives, like th- 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 through the Great Divide, telling of snow tracks leading through the reservation heading towards Alaska. Johnson had done it; he had crossed the Great Divide alone and made it to Alaska. Oh my god, he's a fucking machine. This guy's a fucking machine. Um, on February fifteenth, the team reached the tribe where Johnson's footprints had been found, with him having a four-day head start. So again, he is he's four days ahead of him because it took him three days to get there. He was already a day ahead of him there, so he's so he's a four-day head start.
1: How how are they ever going to catch this guy?
0: He's out running. He's out running a dog sled teams by foot. I would just give up. Unproof. This man, I, I don't understand what it's like. He's superhuman.
1: Wait, so he's in Alaska now, you said? or He's, he's either in
0: there or he's close to it.
1: Oh, and they so they stop
0: jurisdiction and like go in there and I think they're like kind of like the the Canadian, the, like the Royal Mounting Police or like the FBI. I think they can uh, kind of so like, like
1: Interpol. I think
0: they can kind of like go anywhere and do stuff like that. Okay, yeah, okay. I see. Yeah, because we're cool with Canada and like we both. Yeah, yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Anyway, so he had a four day head start. Um, There, they met an old native trapper who showed them a shortcut up the ridge and down the mountainside. And after finding Johnson's most recent footprints down the mountain, like, they determined that they were no more than 36 hours old. So they're catching up. They're catching up. Yeah, Closer. It was a four day head start But they, but this awesome fucking The good tracker yeah. Cause the, the they first one the, the one, one that Ames hired Took him on a two day fucking <laughs> Like just fuck Fuck around yeah. And this one fucking Cut their trip down By like fucking uh, A day and a half
1: Or this guy When they need
0: him <laughs> I get to They they're going have this man caught Cause some of these guys Probably were, not but. Cause some of these guys Were in the first trip And the trip So you know they're going Like where Some of them were going Like where the fuck Were you at During the first time Yeah <laughs> Yeah, our old tracker was just a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. His name is Chief Dan, and and your Chief Running Bear. Wait, the... name... yeah, Chief. We shouldn't hire Chief Dan. Is
1: so the guy who got shot? D- who? the old tracker was? That the dude who got shot? No, he didn't no. get shot. Okay. No. Okay.
0: okay, no, that was a constable. that got shot.
1: Oh, is that that's a cop, right? Like, a... yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, several several officers did get shot, but only like two of them. I think two of them died. Yeah. Like a lot of them got shot though. Like Riddle got shot. I don't. I don't think he died. Like to you know these cops training.
1: Yeah, uh, what the fuck? They're
0: supposed <laughs> to be the best. That's why they have the RCMP. Well, if that's the best, then that's upsetting. Yeah, I really think that makes you look at, look at your department because it's either yeah. that guy was incredible or our guys just suck. That's what it comes down to. <laughs> I think it's a little bit of both. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, so, yep, here we go. Um. At around noon the, like, the next day, so February 16th, Officers Hersey and Fre- Frederick, Fredericton i think that's god that's a weird last name we're rounding the treeline corner of a frozen river and after stepping foot on the ice they looked up and saw Albert johnson walking on the frozen river snow boots on backwards no doubt backtracking to confuse them he was facing oh, them he, he was he was facing them and he was less than 60 feet away
1: Uh-oh. they
0: fight he was backtracking to try to confuse. yeah and then he they ended up walking like they rounded the tree line corner because they couldn't see the like the river the full. Now we're about
2: to have a gunfight.
0: They walked around it and then Albert's walking sixty feet away from them, walking towards them. I'm just
1: gonna go on a limb here and say somehow this man makes it out. Just gonna put it out there.
0: Giggs, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell you this time he doesn't.
1: Oh, he doesn't. They find. Ooh.
0: This time he doesn't make it out. Let's hear about it. So Johnson immediately like like shouldered his rifle and shot at the officers as they ran back to grab their guns and return fire. Officer Hersey was shot by Johnson. But as he was crawling to a rock while his partner returned fire, the rest of the team finally arrived around the corner. They finally oh, got 11, he got 11 like, guys now. Flanked his bitch ass. And again, keep in mind, Constable Ames does stop several times to try to get him to surrender. <laughs> um, Albert attempted to climb up the snow-covered sides of the river, and Keith here goes like for the question you asked like, about snow. The snow banks were too high for him to climb, so he couldn't do it. No. Yep, couldn't do it. Um, oh, hey, finally found something the man can't do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, this is one thing he couldn't do. They just had him in a bowl. He just couldn't get out of it. Um, so after failing to attempt to climb them, um, Officer Ames ordered Johnson to surrender, um, but he, he turned and opened fire on the group immediately. So they fired back. Albert attempted to run away, but it's believed that he was hit in the leg as he began limping and then tripped to the ground. He then took off his backpack, laid it in front of him to use as a homemade shield as he opened fire with his rifle from the ground. Cause it's Go like off. a it's like a big steel front backpack. So it's like one of those big like I Captain guy. America. So so he does he. There is some like protection with the steel tubing from the bullets. If if you don't hit through the canvas too much, he doesn't know when to quit. He didn't know. He was going out without without with a bang. Um, and this whole time again, Officer Ains is pausing and telling him to surrender, but he won't do it. Because they they, cause they know they have him now. They're on a frozen river. There's they can. There's no way for him. And he shot in the leg. Yeah, shot sure. in the leg. They have sled dogs. They're, he can't go anywhere. Yeah. There's nowhere. Fifteen minutes later, the gunfire stopped coming from Albert Johnson, so the team ceased fire as well. Constable May trepidatiously approached the body, fearing that Johnson was again playing dead like he'd done the last time. Um, but as they looked at the cold and un- an unmoving body of Albert Johnson, there was no mistaking that he was dead. Albert had been shot six times. One shattering his spine, with five other bullets in various parts of his body. Damn. His body is, it was described as being an extremely gaunt, like shape from the fat, from his burnt fat reserves being like you know burned during like the huge hike he was doing. Yeah. And also, that his bone structure was visible. Like you could see his bone structure because he was visible from malnutrition because he hadn't been eating that much either. So he's just he's living on to what he energy he his body oh, has.
1: I also want to ask, how much fucking ammo did this guy bring with him?
0: He had a, a, the Maybe backpack was, was weighed, all that shit. the knows? backpack was weighed down with a, with bullets. Oh, that that, that's why he was having to kill and eat animals as he went because they knew that he had all like the stuff that was important to him in the backpack. He, he couldn't store food in it.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, he was so thin you could see his bone structure. Uh, there's actually a picture of him. You can look it up. Someone look a picture of him. Yeah, like, I have it pulled up right here on my computer, but I can't spin it around. But yeah, there's a picture of this guy. Um, like yeah, that's him. That's him. That's, him. that's Albert Johnson. That's when they flipped him over and took a picture of him. I mean
1: it looks like a fucking psychopath.
0: That's when they froze him to the, yeah, they they uh, he
1: kinda looks normal now. Flipped
0: him over and took a picture of him. That's not him. That's not him. Or maybe that maybe that is a picture of I've never seen that one before. I've only ever seen the, the dead picture of him. Um, but anyways. So, yep, he's Albert Johnson is dead. Um That yeah, that's another picture of it. What the fuck? Oh, that was the thing he jumped behind. His backpack hit. Keeks, what do you think no. he's gonna look like? He's been he's when he been he did oh, the shot yeah. when he played dead the first time. No, no, that's his. That's, his, that's cabin. his cabin. That's his cabin. After they blew it up with dynamite. Oh shit! That's his cabin. You how see how tall it is? it is? You see how it's so short? Yeah. That's why I thought it was the thing he jumped behind. No, it. that's his cabin. That's him.
1: I'm it, sorry, but if I seen this guy, I'd shoot him on sight. Forty
0: eight days, negative fifty degree weather, outrunning slate sled dogs. What do you think you're gonna look like? Like, <laughs> yeah, the, yeah guys look the picture up of this. Episode. I'm I'm gonna post some obviously to our page, but um. Whenever this episode comes out, but yeah, look at a picture of this guy up. It he has a haunting face. And guys, to this day, no one knows who Albert Johnson was. Many people have claimed him to be a family member or a friend. Others speculate that he was an ex sniper and due to his tactician skills. A big time criminal, like that ran some like, you know, big like like a mobster, maybe, but I don't think a mobster is tough enough to do what he did. Oh, so yeah. and, or a skilled trapper that knew of a cave that was a literal gold mine keeping the trapper with a constant flow of cash. And he was very secretive about it. But that was a theory. It's just a fun – it's just like one of those fun theories oh, okay. people think about. Or maybe it's true. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Sadly, we will never know who Albert Johnson really was. He will remain a mystery, and that really is what he wanted. And while he was obviously nefarious, I'd like to give a little credit – to the one man who outran the RCMP over a 48-day period, traveling almost 150 miles, scaling 7,000 feet at its highest point, and did it all in negative 50-degree weather, all without making a sound from start to finish. And that's Albert Johnson. Well, yeah. No Good letter. story. Keep in mind, from the moment they got there for the first time, just to knock on his door, he didn't say anything to him. And then they said that when they were shooting at him, he didn't make any noise either. They heard, they heard no screams, no yells. He died from the very beginning. He died, he would die silently. He didn't make any noise. Wow. He made no screams, no cries. He didn't talk. Nothing. I, I fucked that a lot. He did all of that, <laughs> all of that, and then until he was finally gunned down. Yeah, that was badass. Yeah, yeah you like the story? What you think of it today? That was badass. No matter.
2: I mean, obviously the dude's a complete psycho, but you cannot. You gotta give credit. You have to Now, is,
1: now what we were talking about earlier of people like looking at him, like kind of now I see why.
0: Exactly. I wrote that yeah, line yeah. there specifically so you'd see why, like people like were kind of like this guy's. He's shooting at cops, but he's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if was, this was back like during a time where people didn't really you know care that much. So nowadays people like you know kind of would demonize him, but back then people thought it was kind of cool because he wasn't he didn't shoot anyone at first, and then like you know like I word slow back then you know because. They don't have cars and the radios, exactly. so they didn't know he killed anyone probably until like a while after. Yeah, yeah these people are like, We got a superhuman on the loose. Yeah, I mean, this, this is guy, like crazy, it's badass. Yeah, this guy comes in with a bunch of cash and then he just literally outruns dog sleds, outshoots cops. The whole mob thing, I could see that he ran a mob because nobody
2: knows how he had all that money. So if he was a mobster, you could, I mean, I could see how he had yeah, all that money. I, I mean, they have a shit ton of money.
0: I see, I that's what I do see at first, too, but then I think like. There's no way a mobster would have the skills to, and like the the, the toughness yeah, to be able to do what he did. I mean, take he he almost he almost passed like to another country on foot. It's like they damn near based it, Rainbow. Rainbow first blood off of. They might have. I, <laughs> I don't know.
2: That I, literally seems identical to Rainbow. I found this.
0: I found this story on accident, and I, I I found it on Reddit somehow. It happened in Canada, so like. It's just a lot of these stories that happen, especially back in the 30s, they're hard to find out about, but they're out there. And I love whenever I get to find one like this. Like, whenever I get to find a story like this that no one's ever heard of that's just action packed. It's just, like you said, it's Rambo. Yeah, it's badass. It's non stop action the whole time. And no, it's I love it. Um, <clears throat> all right, guys. Yep, like I said, that's the end of the episode. Uh, uh, anyone have anything they want to say before we head out? Uh, follow Instagram and Twitter, obviously. You'll see
2: There you'll see pictures of him. Finally got a camera oh, in. Finally yeah. got a
0: camera. Um, we'll be posting a TikTok for the next. I'm gonna say next weekend will be our first episode with camera. <sighs> hopefully, it it depends. I'd like to do it like when we get the new studio, but we'll see. We'll see. It, well, it when won't are you be moving your that studio? That's fair. Oh yeah, we can. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, hopefully it should be next week when we get the camera. Um, yeah. All right, guys, that's all I got. Keys, you got anything you want to say? Nope, That's a good story. Sweet. Yeah, uh, next week we'll be back with another one. Um, it's a mystery story. I yeah. I can't, can't wait to do a mystery story. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the show. Um, take care. Have a good week. And uh, I'll catch you later. See ya.